Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Hello, everybody. Come on in. Come on in. I see you guys. Come on in. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Life in the Now podcast. We're so excited about tonight. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for sharing. Hello, Samantha. Hello, Miss Pittman, Miss Jane, Miss James. God bless you all. Thank you all. Thank you, El Michelle, who's working so diligently behind the scene. Thank you so much. You guys continue to tag and share. We're so grateful for you being on here on tonight and the opportunity to bring another guest on tonight. Look, y'all, we are literally hours away, literally hours away from election day, literally. And so it's time, it's time now for all of you out there who have not voted, make sure you get to the polls tomorrow. Make sure you go and let your voice be heard. This is a critical time for us. And I always believe, I believe that, look, if you're not contributing to the solution, then you might be part of the problem. We cannot continue to sit around and just be complicit to everything that, that's going on. And we just complain about it and not ever do anything, not let our voices be heard, not share the information, the knowledge that we uh, have obtained with other people, give them insight. And so this platform, the Life in the Now podcast is all about uh, allowing you to get to know some of the people, some of the candidates, who are running for office and in this case, you know, seeking re-election on tonight. I'm, I'm super excited about this guest because she's someone that I've known for years. Um, someone who I've looked up to. Um, she's a fighter. I tell you, she is a fighter. She's someone who loves her community. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a grandmother. Um, she's a lover of people. And so y'all go ahead and get on the phone, call someone, text them, share this broadcast with them because we have none other than Commissioner Diane Williams Cox, who I call Cuz. That's right. <laughs> Welcome, Cuz. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cuz, for having me on. I am so proud of you. Oh. Uh, and the work that you're doing in our community. Thank God for you. And thank God that you are not stingy when it comes to using your gifts and talents to his glory. Thank you Amen. for this opportunity. Amen. Well, we are, we're excited about you and some of the ladies, they've been waiting all day to just get on here <laughs> to uh, support you. And so I'm, I, I, I'm really, um, I, I, I have a whole lot to say, but we don't have we don't have a whole lot of time. But all I know is, is that your faith 
shall make you whole. Ooh, and I see your faith, woman, thy faith shall make you whole. And I watch you walk through this uh, election season, this time. And I, I've, I've watched your faith expand and grow and strengthen. And so thank you for doing that in front of all of us. All of us who are watching, all of the, the ladies, the women, the young women who are watching you, I just want to say thank you on tonight. Just thank you. Thank, thank you all. Thank you. And I, I thank God. I, I give all praise and glory to God because it is he who is doing this. And it is he who mm. gives me the, the, the strength, the ability, and, and, and gives me the words of encouragement to do this. I am doing nothing more than many other women like yourselves are doing in your own walk. My it's God. just that uh, I've been called into this 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 arena of uh, political uh, yes. uh, warfare. I, mm -hmm. I'll call it for His people because somebody has to go. And as uh, as, as, as as Scripture says, send me. Come on, I'll go. I'll even go. if I have to go by myself. Yes. And sometimes you have to know that even though you think you're by yourself, mm -hmm. God has never left us alone. He is always with us. And I know this so, so very well because there have been times when there have been tears because it looked like nobody was with me. Mm -hmm. and, and guess what happened? He rocked me in the cradle of his arms. My God. Let me know he was with me at all Ooh. times. My God, Amen, and He will continue to be with you, um, and that's what that's what makes it so great. Because at the end of the day, we know that okay, God, you are the author and the finisher of our faith, and so I'm doing this because you have empowered me to do it. That's the re that's the yeah. only reason. Amen. You are with me, yes. So thank you so much again just for joining us. And there are so many people on here that are just saying, I see uh, Shanita saying, yes, that's my cousin. That's right. That's, that's my cousin. cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Always being a faith fighter for our family. That's very, very important. And people need to know that that's very important. When you're thinking about, um, you know, voting or you see candidates out there, you know, how is how are they with their families you know how yeah. are they with their families you know that that that's the reason why this platform is so important is because those are the things that we want to tap into you know mm -hmm. the woman who is diane williams cox the woman the motivation behind why you do what you do and the mission moving forward and so we're going to go ahead and jump into that we're going to go ahead and jump into that because and, and for those of you who don't know um Diane Williams Cox, she is with the Tallahassee City Commission seat five who's seeking re-election. Re so tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is election day. So we want all of you who know people who haven't voted, who may be in that district, in that area, you know, look, they need to be on here tonight. They need to hear the heart of this woman. So Commissioner Cox, as uh, the woman, the woman. Can you give our viewers a little bit about who you are um, as this woman of God, this woman of faith? Just a little bit about, you know, that people may not know about you. Well, I think everyone knows that I'm from Quincy because I, I, I make sure everyone knows that I, I came from the great metropolis of Quincy, Florida. From very yeah. humble beginnings, raised by my grandparents. Um, you know, my, my, my parents were or teenage parents. And uh, my, my maternal grandmother raised um, myself and my sister. 
And we grew up in an extended family. That's why my cousin Shanita calls me sister because we were raised as sisters, even though we were cousins. And so we all grew up there in that house with uh, full of love. We mm. grew up in that house full of discipline. We grew up in that house full of faith. Mm. We had to get up and go to Sunday school on Sunday mornings. We didn't have a car, so we had to walk to Sunday school. And my grandmother would meet us at church. And that's where we got our firm foundation. That's where we first learned about the goodness of the Lord. We saw what the Lord was doing in the life of our grandmother and our aunt and, and my aunt um, in during that time. We, we, we didn't have a man who was the head of our house. God was the head of our house. And my grandmother was that, that, that second in charge. And we did what she said do. There was no talking back. There were no questions. And so we learned that spirit of being faithful. We learned that spirit of doing the right things. We learned that spirit of uh, letting your word be your bond. She used to say to us, what you the last thing you want to have happen, and I don't want it to happen to me. She used to say to us, I don't want anybody saying he come that old lying grandchild of Maddie Brown. So we want to make sure that we kept the family name good and clean. And I, I bring that to, to where I am now. I my, she used to always tell us, the only thing you have is your name. So you want to keep your name clean. And I've done that. I've I work hard. I, I work not just for myself, not just for my family, but for others standing in the gap, uh, being in places where others may not be able to be, to be their voice, to make sure that no one's forgotten, that, that everyone has an opportunity to get what they need, to have access to resources. So that's what I'm about. I'm, You know, God has been good to me. He has been good to me. He has blessed me. And I want to be a blessing because one day I want to hear him say, well done. Thy good and faithful servant. That's what motivates me. That's what drives me. Not money, not horses, not chariots. But I want to hear one day and hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. My God, that's it. That's the, Those are the words right there that we all should want to hear. That's powerful. Gaston County. Look, we both of us born and raised Gaston County. We're Gaston County is in the house. That's right. So, that's right. That's right. And, and good things can come out of Gaston Absolutely. County. Absolutely. And so, it has many, many times over. Yes. So many, I mean, I know so many people from Gaston County who have done amazing things things. And one thing about our grandparents, one thing I can say, I remember um, saying this about one of my grandparents, when they said uh, uh, yes, the yes was yes, the no was no, That's the right. word was their bond. That was, you know, that was just how they, they rolled. That's it's right. hard to find people now who stand firm in in what our grandparents and our forefathers really laid down because yes. that's all they had was their that's word. All they had. That's that's it. They didn't have money, but they had their word. They had love, and they had integrity. Integrity. They had integrity. Mm-hmm. Well, that leads me to this next, you know, conversation. What when you first ran mm-hmm. for office? Why? What was what was what motivated you to say, you know what? I'm stepping out. It's now is my time. I gotta I, I have to do something this time. So what what motivated you to step out in the beginning? I saw so much unmet need. Mm-hmm. Um the first position I ran for was in 2008. I ran for school board. And the reason I did that was because my husband and I had been able to get three black boys 
through the public school system. And we learned some things. It was hard, but we learned some things and we felt that parents, there were parents out there who didn't know these things that they needed to know how to successfully get your children through the public school system without getting them to the public prison system. And so what we wanted to make sure of is that we were able to help them by being on the, on the school board to set policy. I didn't win that seat, but what I did do was galvanize people in the community to begin to look at trying to help themselves to have better, to do more. Because we know that when parents are involved in the school system, the children are more successful. And that's, that's the difference between schools that are successful and schools that are not. There are no bad children. There are no children who cannot learn. The difference is in knowing how to teach them, knowing how to reach them. And we had found a formula that worked for our boys, and we wanted to make sure that others had access to it. So we were trying to meet some unmet needs. And it just it, it went from there. I, you know, I, I was a part of uh, the school advisory council, the PTSO. I was a football booster president baseball, basketball, wherever our boys were, that's where we were working with them and making sure that that teachers and administrators knew our boys had parents. Because a lot of times when you when um, they think that your kids don't have parents, they do things. And so I wanted to make sure that they understood. We're watching you too. We're going to make sure our boys are doing what they need to do, but we're watching you too. Mm, now that's powerful. And I hope, you know, there are parents out there that are listening because it's so important. We can have all of these programs put in place and put in the schools and we can have so, you know, people volunteering and mentors and, and such, but there's nothing like that parent involvement. That's that right. really pushes their children, that really opens their eyes and their hearts to receive and to go in the classroom and do better because they know mama can walk in at any time. That's right. So, so you know, that's that's powerful. And so that was that was the the, the motivation behind you saying, well, let me step up. And it, it is so ironic that you you said you was a part of the the um, school advisory council. Mm -hmm. You was yep. you know the PTA president. See those things; they're very important, and we never know where they they're gonna lead us to. That's you know, right. so that that's powerful, and that's for a lot of you out there. Cause see, mine grown now. Lord have mercy. <laughs> And I know it was hard for me because I was a single parent for half of the time that my kids were in in school. And, and I had to I was running from school to school, school to school. And so it, it really does. It takes that. But I thank God that they are, you know, well on their way. Well, good and grown. Right. I hear you. I hear you. I yes. hear you. And, well, you know, um, it, but, you know, because the um, I didn't run for office until I got my son sons out of school. Mm -hmm. So the year my youngest graduated from high school is when I launched into the arena. So I, I say that to say that just because your children are grown, that doesn't mean that it's too late for you to get on board. You wow. now may have time to do those things that you uh, maybe felt that you were not able to do. And I'm not saying you have to get out there and run for office. Right. You be, be, be a homeroom grandparent, be a homeroom parent, go to the school and mentor, do some things to help at the school. Um, that too is where you can meet some unmet need. Yes. And that is so powerful. And it's just, I'm glad you said that because it sounds like you was really talking to me <laughs> because I, that is my, that that's my second home. You know, I'm, I'm in one of the schools in Gaston County, you know, that that's, 
just where I've been. And so now I just recently, um, again, accepted a position as a mentoring, the statewide mentoring coordinator for the state. So I'm awesome. gonna be, yeah. So it was like I had I had too much time on my hand, even though it seems like I was doing a whole lot. But I can't I can't stand to be really, you know, to be. Idle. The, the other thing idle. they, they yeah. the other thing they taught us was an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no, this yeah. right here, we we got to do something about this. That's right. <laughs> But it is so it's so powerful because we always looking for people to mentor and to do things that's going to help. It starts with us. Community, community starts with us. We have Mm -hmm. to get involved. And especially with our children, our young people, they're the ones that's coming up behind us. So Mm -hmm. and I see you working with them. You talk about, you know, the the young people all the time. You, You know, so that is something that's very, very important. I mean, especially with the gun violence and the things and all of that stuff that that we see in not just in the city of Tallahassee, but in the uh, surrounding, well, all over the world, all over the world. And so what is it that that you would say to um, families who have children that are in and out of the juvenile system that are um, maybe that they're, uh, you know, just like the family that just lost a... um, their 19 year old, their teenager this weekend over in Gaston County. Like, what is it that you as a as a, a woman of faith, as a commissioner, someone who's, you know, advocating for the people, what would you say to a family like that? How would how what are some of the resources? What are some things that are out there that maybe we don't know about to mm-hmm. help those families that are in need like that? Well, first of all, let me say this. Never, ever give up on your children. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter what they've done. It's just like with us, with God. It doesn't matter what we've done. And there'll be those who will only see the worst in us, but he saw the best in us. And you, we need to always see that in our children. We are our children's biggest cheerleader, our children's biggest advocate. And I I, I pray to, to God be the glory. I cannot speak to the experience of having lost a child. But mm. I will say this. I've lost loved ones who we didn't see it was it was it was going to happen, and many times it was to to gun violence. And we what we've got to do is we've got to get to our children early. Mm-hmm. We got to get to them early in life and help them to understand we don't resolve issues with guns. Once upon a time we used to dance it out, we used to duke it out, but now we want to shoot it out. Right. We cannot go to the gun to solve our problems because when that happens. Somebody either goes to the hospital or to the cemetery and the other one goes to jail. And so you have families who have just been torn because someone didn't take the time to count to 10 or to think it through. And now you're you now got mom and them having to try to get you a lawyer or find insurance money to bury you. So what we've got to do is we've got to get to these children early in life. Mm -hmm. We've got to let them know that we love them and we only want the best for them. We've got to find those resources, therapy. You know, in the black community, we have a problem with therapy. We have a problem with saying we need help. We have a problem with dealing with issues head on. You know, we want to put somebody in the back room and not deal with the issue. We got, they're coming out of the back room. They're coming right out front. Yes. So we've got to get the help that is needed. And you, you know, shut mouths don't get fed. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Not to let people know you need help. There are resources. Our other brothers and sisters are using these resources. We can use those same resources. There are resources that are out there that don't cost money. And there are some that do cost money. But we've just got to be able to point us to where we need to go to get the help that we need. And there are a number of, of, of in institutions, uh, resources locally, at the state level and globally, where we can get that help. Google is our friend. Mm. We, need to, we, we can use Google. We can use a trusted source. We can go to the health department. We can talk to lawyers. We can talk to preachers. We can talk to, uh, you know, uh, public officials. There is help available because it is in all of our best interests that our children, our loved ones, whether they're adults or, or, or children, get the help that they need to make our community whole. We are killing each other faster than the police could ever do it. Right. But if the police does it, we want fast action. But when we do it, we turn a blind eye. We won't help the police find out who did it. We didn't see anything. We won't say anything. But I tell you, we've got to stop being silent on these issues. You see something, you've got to say something. And you've got to do something. Call law enforcement, call somebody, and get the help that we need. Wow, that's powerful. You guys reach out, get the help. Like that, everything that you just said, that is so important because a lot of times as parents, we know when something is not quite right with our children. If you know your children, you know, I could always tell when something is going, even now I call what's going on. Yes. Mama, what you talking about? Oh, yeah, you tell me what's going on because you the know. The Lord is telling their business. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> and so that is so, it's so needed as parents. We got to stop covering up for our children. When your children needs help, get them the help that they need before you have the bearing before That's you right. have to go visit them in the uh in the prison or jail or whatever right. get them the help early childhood is so important it's i'm so glad important. you said that it's very important right now we have to we have to cultivate these kids from a baby we have to it start is. pouring in them from from a baby early childhood is super important yes. because how you lay the foundation is what they're gonna you know they, they're gonna build upon that mm -hmm. and so they hear what they hear us saying they're going to repeat it. What they hear us doing, they're going to repeat it. So, yeah. And you know, if your child is at your house with Jordans and you didn't buy them and you don't know where they came from, come on. You know something's wrong. If your child got money all the time and you didn't give it to them, you know something's wrong. Don't turn a blind eye because wherever they're getting that from, there are some repercussions and consequences yes. that you may get caught up in mm -hmm. when something's not right. Right. So you 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 you're right. Get the help that they need, but also don't turn a blind eye. I was watching an episode of uh, Law and Order, one of my favorite shows, uh, the other day, and there was a, a story of a little ten year old who had no emotion, wow. and he was doing all kinds of things, and the parents had tried to cover it up. Mm -hmm. All those had they taken care of him when he was three, by the time he got ten, he would not have shot this police officer that he shot. Mm. So at ten, he shot a police officer. At three, he might have been doing some things that you could have bent that sap right there, right. but you didn't. So do it early. Early early childhood uh, prevention will manifest into a full-fledged adult mm. that will not be found in, in, a, in a penal system, perhaps. 
but you gotta you gotta be in the sap while the sap is young you have to that 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 is so true commissioner oh my god you you really gave us a lot of information on tonight we we're really it's almost eight o'clock and we have uh some family members and some friends on here and they are just going in i see keila daniels um he says uh please stop calling me out of my bed with this gun violence taking them to the medical examiner wow he works for he works for a mortician wow he works for a mortuary he's having to get up and go and, and pick them up wow can you can you imagine what that does, you know, when the mortician shows up at your house or somewhere where the police officer has mm -hmm. called you to come and identify your child. Wow. You know, so it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it, it is something. It, it's yes. deep, deep. It, it really is. It really is. And it's definitely so it's heartbreaking because yes. it's right in our community. Mm -hmm. And so that's why voting is so important. That's why we yes. gotta, we gotta put people in office that care about us, that know us, that, you know, know what it is that we need, that can speak our language, you know, that will really fight for the needs of you know our community and that's so right. and not just ours but the community as a that's whole that's right we, because the whole community benefits yes because we are interconnected we're we're not islands mm -mm. we're interconnected and the root i believe to a lot of these issues is poverty yes it is poverty and so one of the things that we do at the city of tallahassee we have explicitly in our strategic plan that we will have an impact on poverty and that's in our strategic plan because I insisted on it being in there early in my tenure on the commission. Mm -hmm. Because if you put it out front, then you will monitor it. You will measure it. If it don't get measured, it don't get monitored. So we've got to make sure that we're doing the things that will help there. Um, what we're doing to have an impact on poverty is making sure that um, we, we, we look at affordable housing. We're creating jobs trying to have livable wages for, for individuals, bringing in businesses that will hire folks who may have had a, a mishap with law enforcement, but have paid their debt to society and now need to reconnect. Those are, and, and teaching uh, young people how to earn money mm -hmm. legitimately. We have a, a Tallahassee Future Leaders Academy that we pay young people uh, for working during the summertime. And I remember a few years ago, we asked them, what are you going to do with your first paycheck? Most of them said they were going to buy food. Think yeah. about that. They didn't say buy Jordans. They said buy food. Mm -hmm. And they're able to help their parents buy school clothes and help do some things. And so, and they get that experience that they can then have on their resume to help them build to even greater jobs. So we've got to have this, this impact on poverty will help with the gun violence. Mm -hmm. it, will, it will help with the other things that are happening yeah. as a result of people doing things because many times they're in need. They're trying to make fast, quick money because mm -hmm. somebody needs something. Mama need help paying that light bill, you know? So we're, 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 we're trying to do those things. I listened to Tupac who talked about how he would come by and put the money in the mailbox for his mama, you know, and he, he'd say to his mama, you know, I, I want you to know that, I, you know, I understand. And and mm. you know, sometimes we, we just got to realize, see, some of our neighbors and friends don't have those issues, right? but we do. And so when I'm in the room, when I'm there having those conversations, I know about these situations. So I bring it to the table because one size does not fit all. Mm. We've, got to, we've got to think about Pookie. Now, you know, Pookie had a job, but 
you know, Pookie couldn't pay child support, so now Pookie got to go do some time. But Pookie, when Pookie finished, Pookie need to come back and be able to get his job back. Mm. Okay, so we need to make sure that we do something to allow him to be able to come back to work. And Sister Girl, she was a teenage mother. She can't afford to skip school. She can't afford to miss school. She can't afford to not have a job because I was that teenage mother. Mm-hmm. I was that mother on food stamps and welfare when I was in college. So I bring those experiences to the table because everyone doesn't have that kind of experience to speak wow. on. Mm. We've got to create livable solutions that fit these these kinds of experiences that everybody can't talk about or won't talk about. My God. Woo, my God. Now, you said a whole mouthful, (laughs) but there's a few things that stuck out to me. If it doesn't get measured, it doesn't get monitored. Now, that that is, if you can't measure it, you can't monitor it. That's right. You don't know where, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what's going on there. And so- one of the things that I, I was talking to WTXL today, they were asking me going forward, what's going to be your platform? We're going to keep doing more of the same because mm-hmm. we have a strategic plan that we are measuring and we're monitoring. And when we monitor, if we need to tweak it or adjust it, we can do that to, mm-hmm. to, to, to uh, add to, take from, so that we can continue to march along and trend in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a plan, you know, if you fail the plan, then your plan will fail. Yes. So, so you, you know, we've got to, and no one wants to fail. No one wants to fail, but then a lot of people don't want to plan. So we've got to have, just like there's a a plan for salvation. Mm -hmm. There is a plan for living and surviving here until we go to heaven. Amen. Now that's, (laughs) you are right about that. And then you said uh, one size doesn't fit all that's powerful because every situation is different. Yes. And especially with, with some of us, like we, we have a lot to contend with. Yes. And so that was powerful. And then the livable solutions, y'all, we were talk, we were going to talk about the mission, but th- the mission, uh, a part of that mission is to provide livable solutions. Yes. Um, We've got to. Listen, it won't do us any good to have this pie in the sky right. when you're still down here at the cross. Mm. Okay? We we can't get here until we get through here. Maslow's hierarchical needs, talk about that. You got to take care of these basic physical needs before you can get up here up, up the, up the uh, to chart. We've got to have food. We've got to have shelter. We've got to have clean water. We've got to have fresh air. we got to have those things in order to be able to move along because we're human beings and those are the things that we require. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got to make, make things reachable. We've got to make them attainable because if people continue to try and they continue to fail, some won't keep trying. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to, you know, you know, we were taught if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Some people get so tired. They get so sick and tired of being sick and tired that they just sit out and fold their arms. Right. <laughs> And so there got to be some of us who gonna come along and say, "Girl, unfold your arms and come on, let's go." Let's and let go. me tell you, this ha- what happened to me as a uh, a teenage mother. Um, I had a village mm. that picked me up. Many of you may know, remember my aunt Betty uh, Williams Keaton, the, the, the evangelist mm-hmm. and the gospel singer. She said to me when I was a teenage mother, you know, some looked at me and looked down on me. She looked at me and she said this. 
You fell in the bed, but you don't have to wallow. Get up oh. and make something of yourself. I did just that. I did just that. I prayed and I asked God to forgive me and to bless me and my baby to be somebody. Yeah. And he did that. My God, nobody but God. Nobody. If God did it for you. If he did it for me, he'll definitely do it for all of you out there. Whoever need that help, you all you have to do is have someone speak it. You, if if you don't have anyone, speak it over yourself. Encourage yourself. Oh, encourage yourself and reach out and get the, the help that you need. Yes. There are resources out there, as Commissioner Cox have, have told us earlier. There are resources out there. Reach out. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to use the resources that are available to you. That's the re that's the reason why they meet. The commission is there. The the that's, right. th that's the reason why we have these people in place. That's right. So that the policies and rules and things can be made or changed on our behalf, because we the people we have to live by. We got to be it. able to, you know, so I'm so grateful for everything that you've said on tonight. Commissioner Cox, is there anything before we wrap up, before we go, is there anything that you would like to say to the people on tonight? We know tomorrow is, you know, uh, election day, voting day. We got to get to those polls if you yes. haven't already voted. But what, what are some last things that you would like to say on tonight? I want to say this. If you have not already voted, please go vote tomorrow. This will be your last opportunity to have your say in who your leaders will be in this primary. Some elections will be decided tomorrow. So don't wait for the general. It will be too late. Some will be decided tomorrow. Our forefathers and mothers died, went through H-E double hockey sticks to be able to have the right to vote. They had dogs put on them. They had water hoses put on them. They were put in jail. They were beaten. Nobody's doing that to you. Get on over there and vote. Your vote is your voice. And guess what? Your vote is just as valuable as the millionaire's vote. All votes are equal. Mm. This is the great equalizer. And if you think your vote doesn't matter, look at how much money is being spent to get your attention or to discourage you from voting or to get you to vote for their candidate. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded that just a few years ago, the mayoral race was decided by one vote in South Choppy, Florida. My God. Every vote counts and vote every time. I don't care if we're voting for dog catcher. I'm going to vote. vote. I'm going to vote because growing up in Gadsden County, we knew, we remember when we couldn't vote. Mm -hmm. We remember when we my, our forefathers could not vote. And so now we can. So use your vote for good and not for evil. Mm. And you've heard what uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has already pre-told what's coming down the pipe. So we better get busy and start voting like our lives depend on it because it does. Mm -hmm. These rights that we think have been settled are suddenly becoming unsettled. Mm -hmm. So don't rest on They've already gutted the bill for voting rights. And if, and if we want it to stop, and we want want to get our rights full, uh, truly fulfilled, we've mm -hmm. got to vote and send help to Washington, D.C. And mm -hmm. I'll say this, in, in Tallahassee, in the city of Tallahassee, if you live in the city of limits of Tallahassee, you can vote for me. And I'll tell you, at the top of the ballot is a black woman who needs your vote. That's Val Demings. 
for the U.S. Senate. And at the bottom of the ballot in Tallahassee is another black woman who needs your vote. That's me. So from the top to the bottom, we need you to vote. And if you want to go from the bottom to the top, that's fine with me. Make sure you do the whole ballot because all of us need you to vote. Yes, powerful. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Um, that was so powerful. Commissioner Cox, thank you so much again for joining us tonight on the Life in the Now podcast. This has been amazing. I'm so, I think this time I'm super excited because there are several um, African-American women who are running for different um, positions, Commissioner of Agriculture, and I think uh uh, there's Attorney another General. Attorney General, yes. Mm -hmm. And so I've had the opportunity to meet both of them as well. So I'm 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 excited. You know, we can produce change if we go out, get out, and vote, allow our voice to be heard. So yes. again, Commissioner Diane Williams Cox, guys. Thank you so much, Commissioner Cox. And I want to thank all of our, our listeners and everyone who's on this live on tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember to live your life in the now. God bless you all.